I'm so excited about this message because over the last several weeks, we've addressed the topic of everyday people with unexpected stories. And I find that so fascinating because that's what God does. God takes ordinary, everyday people in unexpected circumstances, and He does an unexpected work. Ordinary people with an unexpected impact. And that's something that we can really hold on to as humans, that God is looking and desiring to do incredible things through us. But it starts with humbleness. It starts with a spirit and a posture of availability because we are all ordinary people. In fact, that's my hope a lot of times. I might see people out in public and there's kind of a unique interaction where people say, oh look, it's Zach, I've seen him on TV or on stage. It's always fun. But a few months back, my wife Cassie and I, we hosted an event at our house where we got a food truck and invited our whole neighborhood to join us. We wanted to bond and connect with our neighbors. And as we did, we realized several Westwood attenders live all around us. And one of my neighbors jokingly walked up to me and said, man, I always see you on TV, but look at you. You're out here wearing flip-flops and shorts. You are just another guy. He was calling me ordinary. And I chuckled and I said, yeah, that's my hope that God can work the extraordinary through the ordinary in me. And so for you, you might think to yourself, how can I have an extraordinary impact? Right, wherever you find yourself with family today or this week, or maybe at work as you begin the new year, or for our students with teachers and classmates, you know, I believe God wants to do the extraordinary through you. And so that's what I want us to look at today. How can we as ordinary people leave an extraordinary impact? How can we have an extraordinary impact, maybe even today in this Christmas season, or whenever it is that you might be watching this as we move into a new year? Now, I don't wanna leave you hanging. I just wanna give you this big idea because I think one of the greatest ways we can have an impact as ordinary people is this. You ready for it? It's listening well. That's it. Listen well, plain and simple. Now, this is a great opportunity because today is the last Sunday of 2022. And as we open the year, Pastor Joel gave us a word for the year. The word is Shema, and it means to hear and listen. Shema comes from the Hebrew scriptures in Deuteronomy chapter six. It says this, Shema, or hear, O Israel, or listen, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That has really been our hope for the year, is that we can slow down and that we can listen. And so we'll unpack this in a little bit, but let's pause for a moment. Why is it hard for us to listen? You know, when I think about Christmas, it's perhaps one of the noisiest times of the year. I laugh because we all love the song Silent Night, but if we're honest, there's hardly ever anything that's silent about Christmas, right? We hear the ding of the oven as we prepare food. We hear the rustling of people coming in and taking off jackets and boots. We hear wrapping paper torn apart, the munching down of food, the kids running up and down the stairs, the stomping of their feet as they play chase. We hear the TV on in the background and the chatter of folks as they try to catch up. There seldom is a time to listen well because it's hard to listen when it's so noisy. Now sure, we have external noise when we try to listen, but we also have internal noise. A lot of times when we are sitting there listening to people, we aren't actually listening to listen. A lot of times we are listening to respond. And when we respond, we're looking to either object or interject. We object with what they're saying or we interject with our own advice or our own thoughts. When I think about an extraordinary impact, the greatest thing that we can do, it's this, it's listening. And this might sound crazy, but it means to listen for listening's sake. And so my hope is that this message is not shameful, but rather invitational. 
I want to invite you to lean into reclaiming the practice of listening well. And to do that, we're going to look at the example of Jesus. I mean, he is the reason for our Christmas celebration. And here at Westwood, we say that our way of life is that we want to be and love like Jesus. And so we want to follow in his example. And so we're going to look at Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. I invite you, hear these words now. It says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And so when we look at this passage, so many things jump out. First, it talks about how when the disciples returned to Jesus, they shared with him all the things that they had done. It's really like a status report. And before Jesus congratulates them, he says these simple words. He says, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. I love that because he says, let's get away from all the craziness and the busyness. It was a chance for them to recharge and have time with God. Now, this is important because it says in the very next verse, for many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. What this means is that people were pressing in and asking for their service. Jesus and his disciples, they were a busy bunch. It's interesting. They had crammed schedules because of the needs all around them that they didn't even have a chance to eat. And I fear that for many of us, this is our life, not just in this Christmas season, but in life in general. This time of getting away to a desolate place to rest was so important because it allowed them a chance to recharge and it allows us a chance to recharge as well. And so after they were in that desolate solitude place, resting with God, it says that they then went ashore and that they had great compassion upon the crowd. They saw the crowd like a sheep without a shepherd. Compassion arose after they recharged. You know, I know in my life, I have a hard time with compassion when I haven't recharged and spent time with God. Now, this passage is important because right after these four verses, is the miraculous work of Jesus when he feeds the 5,000. And I think about that because for some of y'all right now, you're preparing for family to arrive and you're saying, Jesus, I have a family who eats like the 5,000. I need you to show up in a miraculous way. But what's amazing is that Jesus and his disciples, they got away to be formed before they performed. They allow time away with God to minister to them before they minister to others. And so we must lean into that this day, this week, and yes, even in this year. And so what do we do whenever we get away to be with God? I think at the end of the day, it's simply this idea of listening. It's carving out times and moments to listen to God so that we can then listen to others. We could ultimately say this, as ordinary people with unexpected stories, to make an unexpected impact, we must get alone with God to listen to God so that we might then listen to others. And so if you want to have the greatest impact on people, it begins first when we listen to God. Because we cannot give that which we have not yet received. So we must first begin with time with Him. Think about the stories that we've looked at over the last several weeks in this Christmas narrative. The characters had one simple thing in common. They listened to God. I mean, think about Joseph. He navigated so many uncertainties when he found out that Mary was pregnant and he wasn't the father. Yet God says, take Mary as your wife. Joseph listened to God, and then he did something about it. 
Think about the shepherds in the field. They see a great cloud of angelic hosts in the sky saying, Fear not, for I bring you good news. They speak about the Messiah, Jesus born in Bethlehem. And then the shepherds said, well, let's go and let's see. They listened to God and then they did something about it. And so what does it mean to listen to God? I know this is so hard, but friends, maybe one simple practice that you can apply to your daily, weekly rhythms is to find moments and pockets of silence and solitude to pull away even for just a few minutes. Yes, that might even mean today on Christmas Day. Now here's the thing, I'm watching some of you guys. All right, this doesn't mean you disappear for four hours to the garage because you have a family member that drives you crazy. It means taking moments to slow down, catch your breath, listen to God, and just ask, God, what will you have me to do? Two to three minute pockets throughout the day to hear from God, maybe even his voice to say, you are my beloved child. I'm giving you all that you need to advance forward. Because after we spend time with God listening, we can then have compassion on others. We can then listen to those around us. It's kind of this cliche, but your greatest presence in somebody's life is your presence. It's presence with a C, not presence with a T. You know you are presence when you listen. And other people know that you are present when you listen. In fact, there is a direct connection between listening and loving others well. I appreciate what David Augsburger said. He said these words, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Okay, do you hear that? It's the idea that when we hear and listen to people and they know they're being heard and listened to, that's when they are loved. Loving and listening are so close that they are indistinguishable. We can ask good questions. We can be present with them. We can be patient. And yes, we can even be intentional. And I was reminded of this recently. I had the opportunity and privilege to serve on a missions experience in Togo, West Africa back in October. It was an amazing trip. Our whole team was so impacted by the work of God. Now I experienced a bit of culture shock and it was really actually a good thing. I realized how things are different in Togo compared to the States. And when I experienced those cultural differences, it reveals things that are healthy and things that are unhealthy in my life. Now allow me to illustrate. In Togo, they are continually adding to their paved international highway. We would drive down this paved highway and then every few miles there would be an opening between the westbound and the eastbound lanes. And those openings really served as turn lanes to turn off the highway into their dirt roads that led them into their villages. Now just imagine, if around 494 in the Twin Cities, instead of having an off-ramp, it was a turn lane. Okay, things would just straight bottleneck. That was the first thing that we noticed, but then whenever it came to those openings as well, we noticed something else. Because we would come up to those intersections and all of a sudden, the westbound, yeah, it would be closed. No warning, just closures. And the custom there was to actually swerve into oncoming traffic and then start driving on that road. Westbound meets eastbound. It was so wild. Okay, the first time we experienced this, because we were literally driving into oncoming traffic, I sat back in my seat and held the side of my seat with so much anxiety. But part of the Togo custom was this, slow down, and allow space. In fact, the mission team leader, Josh, who has lived in Togo for a few years, made just a simple statement. He said, yeah, you can't go much beyond 55 miles per hour. In fact, that's pretty fast as is. You see, that's the part of my life that I realized was unhealthy. 
because typically the speed at which I drive in the States is usually an indicator of how packed, how busy, and how full my schedule is. And can I say something? When my schedule is busy and packed, I have a hard time listening and I have a hard time loving. And so it made me chuckle because we were forced to slow down. And when we were forced to slow down, that's whenever we patiently and intentionally journeyed through our days. When we were patient and intentional, we listened to God and we could listen to others. I found that I could love God and love people better through this patient intentionality. And so friends, that's my hope for us, that we can slow down, that we can create space, that we can be intentional in this season, that in our patient intentionality, we won't miss these beautiful, amazing moments of seeing God's movement all around us. And that as we are patient and intentional, we can find moments to get away with God, to listen to God. And as we recharge with God, even in small little pockets, we will have what we need to listen and to love others well. And so friends, may we be people, ordinary people, who by the power of God in our lives make an extraordinary impact today, this week, and each day as we move into a new year. Let's pray together. Gracious Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son, Jesus, that he was born in ordinary circumstances in Bethlehem in a manger. And yet, though his ordinary humble beginnings, Jesus made an extraordinary impact that he came to seek and to save the lost, that in his life, in his death, he gave each and every one of us the opportunity to receive life abundantly. And so, Lord, I just pray for that, for each and every one of us, that we will know what it looks like to have life in Jesus. And so, Lord, we ask that we will follow in the model that we might be and love like Jesus, that as we learn in Mark 6, to find little pockets to get into silence and solitude to those desolate places to receive from God, because we know that we cannot give that which we have not yet received. So, Lord, may we receive from you, may we listen to you, may we hear your words, that we are your beloved children. And as we receive your love, as we listen to your promptings, may we find ways to listen and to love others well for their good and for your glory. And so, Lord, we ask that you will do an amazing work through us, ordinary people, unexpected impacts, with an extraordinary mark on this world. We ask that in this day and this season, our hearts will stir for your arrival, your birth, and so be glorified in all things. We pray this in the beautiful, matchless name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.